The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. Welcome to Prison Transformation Radio. My name is Jim Moore. I am one of your co-hosts, along with Pastor Dwight Anderson. We'll hear from him in a minute, but I just want to take a moment and turn to him and say, Jesus Christ, Holy Son of God, join us. Let it be your voice that's heard as we all converse and share about your jail ministries this afternoon and a special show pastor dwight thank you Mm -hmm. for arranging it we have jeremy darling coming on and we're talking about taking music and ministry into prisons and so really looking forward to this show today how you doing pastor dwight hey i'm doing great i'm really excited uh jeremy's a personal friend of mine we've actually traveled together to conferences and actually he I rode with him down to Chicago a couple of years ago, and wow. he spoke at a conference, and I did, was there as well. And um, this morning, I meet with the the pastors south of the river meet every Thursday morning at nine o'clock to pray. And and Ty shared about the salvage yards. He loves fixing up things. Actually, he fixed an old sailboat that should have gone to the junkyard, but he fixed it up and he sailed the Caribbean. Um, wow. Anyway, so he talked about the value that God. It's God is in the job of salvaging and redeeming and bringing back. Um, and then, and the verse that comes to mind is Romans 5, 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so that's the beautiful thing is that we don't have to clean up ourselves or anything. God loves us just as where we are at and he will grab a, grab a hold of us, you know, and we can Amen. surrender our lives to him and he can transform our lives. And, and uh, so our guest today, Jeremy Darling, he's at, it's called The Salvage Project, wow. which is pretty cool. And we've got a track. He's a singer, songwriter. He's a filmmaker. He's a multi-talented yeah. uh, guy. Yeah, we it, love just Jeremy. Amazing, amazing yeah. guy. So I'd like to, to play for you to, to introduce him, his song that he wrote. Uh, it's called In Their Absence. So I think John's going to cue that up. Showtime. MP3. Mother's love is like the rain It's supposed to clean you up And take away your pain It's supposed to hold you When the night is all but still So if your mother will not sing to you Love you in their absence. 
Father's words are like the wind. They can lift you past the wind. They can push you to the apex of the hill. But if your brother will not stand for you, heart is warm and bright It makes you wonder if you've ever seen the light It shouldn't burn your skin when it touches you but still If your sister will not comfort you, I will Jeremy, God bless you. I will. Wow, yeah, Jeremy, tell right. us. Yeah, tell us, Jeremy, about that song, and because you wanted to open it up, the shows. Tell us about that song and about your ministry and and about yourself. Sure, sure. I wrote that. Um, I wrote that in 2013. We've been doing a series at our church called "God Amazing God Stories," and and every week, instead of a message, someone would just come up and share their testimony how God uh, saved them and. You know, I noticed all their stories had a common theme of dysfunctional, broken homes. Mm. And, uh, of course, in the work we do in prisons, we find that that probably 95% of the people in prison are coming from a very broken home, no father, um, a mother with drug addiction. And um, it's weird. I don't remember writing that song um, at all. The only memory I have of that song is that it was done, and I had my dad come over, and I played it for him. Um, And... uh, at the time, I had not been doing prison ministry. Um, it had been on my heart. Um, I hadn't been doing it very much, um, kind of only off and on uh, whenever I could get in. But everywhere we go, I play that in youth shelters. I play that in old folks' homes. I play that in schools. I play it in prisons in front of men and women, all shapes and sizes. And they all had the same really visceral um, response to it. 
And uh, this sent some unbelievable stories uh, that had just come from that song. And uh, maybe I'll share a few of those a little later. But that was kind of the heart behind that song, was to try and touch each point so that there was a, a lyric or a verse in each of those songs that that someone could connect it. It was a part of their life. And so I often have people, I'll, I'll watch as I'm singing the song, at what point someone starts crying, you start to kind of understand maybe what their story is, even if you'll never know. Maybe they didn't have a father or a mother, or they've been abandoned by every relationship they've been in, or they were abused by their brother or their sister. I've met them all. I've met boys sexually abused by their sisters, girls sexually abused by their brothers, um, people sexually abused by their mom and their dad, um, and certainly dozens of people abused in abusive relationships. Um, so I, I really felt like that was just kind of a gift from God as he foresaw what I was going to be doing with my life and could give me a, a really powerful song to draw people in into the gospel. Um, I started the Salvage Project officially four years ago. I really had a heart. I really wanted to bring my music into prisons. I felt like the best place for music is is for people that are at the bottom. It's not just mm-hmm. for worship, that's although right. that's that's a huge part of it, and it's not just for entertainment, although it's okay to be entertained. I really think music is such a powerful medicine, and I want to take music to people when they're at the bottom, because when you're at the bottom mm-hmm. of a pit, you have one direction to reach, and that's up, that's right. or you die. Um, and I wanted to be that, that rope um, to oh, pull them out. And so 2008, I began to sort of volunteering at the, at the VA Medical Center. I was doing music for disabled veterans. I still do that to this day. Um, 2011, a dear friend of mine, um, Elizabeth Coldren, who was working for Prison Fellowship down in Florida, got me connected to John Byrne in Minnesota, who was directing um, Interfaith Freedom Initiative um, uh, and for Prison Fellowship, which now is called Prison Fellowship Academy. And uh, that was 2011. I began just playing every now and then but the experiences were always so powerful and visceral, and the response was always just so ravenous from the inmates, whether it was at the men's prison or the women's prison. Eventually, I just realized um, I need to do this. I, I want to do this for, for a living. I think it was 2014, I was at the women's prison in Shakopee, Minnesota with my mm-hmm. sister, and the women just wept. They wept so hard, it was like someone had died. Wow. And, I, and I wept in front of them, and I got in my car that night, and I pretty much told God, I'm done. I'm not going back to what I was doing. I was a web designer by trade, and I knew I couldn't keep doing it. And uh, uh, four months later, I got fired from that job for no reason. Hmm. I had just been given a raise and a glowing glowing review. that I was the best web designer they had, according to my boss, and they fired me four months later in very shady circumstances. And so I kind of walked out to my car with this half grin on my face, like, well, it sucks getting fired because I've never been fired. But I guess I know what I'm supposed to do now, and I did, and I haven't looked back. And we've toured about probably over a third of the country now in the last four mm-hmm. four years, shared the gospel with I think eight or nine thousand people, and probably seen two or three thousand that I know of come to know Christ um, in that span of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the numbers, obviously, is not for numbers; it's just a general idea, I think, of, of what we're doing. Um, and uh, the goal is to just go to the worst possible places, the darkest possible places, where they will actually let us in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sing and share the gospel. And, and that's, that's where he told us to go. Yep, yep. Thank you, Jeremy, for answering that call for this ministry. And that song you sang, it fits in right with what you're doing is reaching those that are hurting, those that are lost. If you just tuned in, if you just tuned in, you're listening to AM 980, The Mission. This is Prison Transformation Radio, Changing Hearts with Christ. I'm Pastor Dwight Anderson, the director of Prison Mission Association, with my co-host here, Jim Moore, with the R3 Collaborative. And we're talking with Jeremy Darling, who's a singer, songwriter, filmmaker. I don't know if we can cover all the stuff that you've been doing, Jeremy, but uh, but uh, tell us a little bit 
um, about the impact that, that, that music has in the, in the prisons that you visit, uh, maybe a personal story. Um, I know you've shared with me a few things of impacts, and uh, sure. we would love to hear that, the change lives. Sure, yeah. So my focus is at the Savage Project is prisons, although we do quite a bit of work in youth shelters and homeless shelters um, and halfway houses. The focus really is, is prison. And um, there are the stories that have come from the last four years, um, it's hard to kind of quantify, but there's one that's really interesting only because it affects something that's happening next month. Um, a couple of years ago, we were invited to play at the Lansing Prison in Kansas, which I believe is the oldest prison in Kansas. And we ended up, me and my buddies, I, I always try and bring friends with me. Um, we ended up playing in this old auditorium there in the prison. Um, it smelled old, it looked old, but it was it was just epic. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this crappy sound system that the inmates wanted to help us run sound. And <laughs> normally we bring all of our own stuff so that we don't have any issues. We kind of try and keep control because sometimes if the inmates are running sound and your voice isn't loud enough they miss the words you know um but we we gave it to god that night and it was a really really powerful i was playing with a drummer that i'd never played with in my life ever until we stood up on that stage um i had a buddy come who was playing bass that does not play bass ever Mm. Um, but he's a pretty good musician so we totally just like hacked it together and we got to in their absence, and I shared the gospel after that. Um, and afterwards, they invited us to come sit with the inmates for an hour and just sort of build into them, answer some questions. So I sat with these guys, and they would just answer sort of tough or, or ask tough spiritual questions, things that were plaguing them, and I would try and walk them through the Word and, and, and helping them deal with some of their doubts. And, and in the meantime, they kept serving us cookies and Doritos. But there was a guy there, who this big grin on his face the whole time, just this huge grin, and he kept giving us uh, 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 fruit punch. We'd drink the fruit punch, he'd he'd sneak over and fill it up and give it back with this huge grin, and I kept thinking to myself, this must be like kind of the leader of their Bible study, because he's just so happy, he was such a light. Um, Two weeks later, I got an email from the chaplain, he said, one of our inmates wrote you a letter, um, and I've included it here, and the letter went something like this, Jeremy, my name is so-and-so, and... um, I was a Wiccan and a heroin addict, um, and I, I, hate, I hated God. And um, you came to the prison a few weeks ago, and during your song, In Their Absence, I broke down sobbing, and I uh, accepted Jesus as my Savior. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote, P.S., you might remember me. I'm the guy that couldn't stop smiling when he was giving you punch. Oh, wow. Um, and I was stunned. Wow. Um, at the transformation that I got, because it's, you know, you know, our goal isn't just to get them saved and then just leave. We want to connect them with the chaplain. We want to try and connect them with communities in their city that will help them when they get out of prison. That's just as vital to get them baptized, right? Um, so, I'd, but I'd always often really get to see these people after they've, they've come to know Christ unless we come back and I can hear that story. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up coming back six months later and playing again and I got to meet him, give him a hug, see him post Christ. He still was loving Jesus and going really strong. Um, so the chaplain invited us to come back again this August on the 8th and 9th of doing a big conference at the maximum security prison there. It's a huge prison. They got a medium and a maximum facility. And they wanted us to come for two full days from seven to three, basically on the 8th and the 9th to be a part of the conference, do some music, um, even do some teachings and some Bible studies. And the chaplain said, by the way, this brother that got saved, he, he is out now. He gets out in July, and he would love to have lunch with you. Mm. So we're going to get to go hang out with this guy wow. outside of the walls oh, um, wow. and buy him lunch and just uh, rejoice with him. So that's a, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many 
precious, incredible stories from over the years, but that one that's 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 one that's really current right now and, and on my mind. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Jeremy, if people want to know more about information about your ministry, maybe get your music. I know you've got the salvage project dot org and I think you've got the is it the spokesman.com or what's the other? Uh, yeah, so there's a few websites. The salvageproject.org is the place to learn all about what I'm doing here. Um, I've been working hard at trying to be more responsible and updating. Uh, I was a web designer by trade. You'd think I'd, it would be easier for me, but I've been so busy with ministry. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, your website often gets put on the shelf. Um, but that's a place we can go and support the work I'm doing. I'm fully funded as a missionary. Um, I have a net of sustaining members that support me at 20 $30 a month, and that's what I really ask people to prayerfully consider. If you can find $20, $30, 40 or $1,000 in your budget, um, you can go to salvageproject.org, click on the Donate button on the top right, and um, and decide how to best support our work. We're even right now, actually, we're in um, Pine Ridge, South Dakota, on the uh, Indian Reservation here. This is the poorest community in America. It is the only third-world country conditions in America is here on wow. Pine Ridge. And when I get off the phone, I'm driving straight to the men's jail for three hours, and then we'll be doing the women's jail tonight for another three hours. We've been here since Tuesday just ministering to these people. It is the, the devastation being poured out upon this community of 30,000 Lakota people here would, would absolutely blow your mind. Um, it feels like you're in the third world country corners of Brazil. Um, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Wow. Wow. So if you just want to send us gas money, you can go to my Facebook page, um, Jeremy David Darling, facebook.com backslash Jeremy David Darling. And my name, by the way, is spelled with an O, J-E-R-O-M-Y. So if you just Google Jeremy Darling, you're going to find a lot of information about me. Okay. I also speak in schools on abstinence and pornography. Um, they don't let me talk about Jesus, um, but I figure sex is the next best thing because this is the most sexually broken generation we've Amen. ever known. God um, bless you, man. You are working. Yeah. You are on mission, to, man. I, I, I do. Oh. I'm just trying to go where God asks me. I tell folks yeah. all the time, God asks me to show up, and I show up. I don't know what's going to happen when I go to a school or a prison, but the worst places in, in America are schools and prisons. Yeah. So I just show up and I do what he asks me to do, and I try and fit it in about 40 hours a week. I've got a wife. I've been married 16 years now to the only girlfriend I ever had, and we got three boys. Gretchen. They're my world, yeah. and they're my greatest mission. And so I, I don't want to, I don't want ministry to become my mistress. So I work very hard yeah. to give them the time mm-hmm. that they deserve, um, and to be present, a presence in my home. Um, so in between forty hours, I can do a lot of work. I only travel about five days a month at the most. Sometimes they come with me, um, but then when we're on the road, we'll do eight to ten hours a day, often of work and ministry. Um, so that's, that's kind of my rule. That's how we make it work. And we're getting the gospel out there. At any rate, the work I do in the schools, if you go to the spokesman.live, you can watch a film, uh, I, a documentary called love and sex and porn that I wrote. That's a, a shorter version of the lecture that I give in schools. Um, or if you go to jeremydarling.com, J E R O M Y darling.com, you can hear my music and, and see kind of my world, my family, pictures of my family and oh. stuff like that. So that's a lot of locations. I imagine the landing spot, though, is the salvageproject.org or Google the Salvage Project, the place, and then they heart. can hook up with you in a number of ways right. out of that's that. Right. Because you got a lot of things going on. Yeah. You know, I've, I've yeah. found it, it, it sounds like a lot in 40 hours a week. Um, I'm kind of like a salesman, a traveling salesman. Yeah. So I do a lot of driving, I go from place to place, um, and, uh, and I try and take. It's my it's my tithe. You know, Acts tells us that the early church, they just gave what they had. There was no 10% tithe. Um, we've been kind of, as Christians, fixated with the 10% tithe, but it's nowhere in the New Testament. What you see is Christians just giving their resources, whether it was their skills um, and gifts, their time or their money, 
um, uh, back into the kingdom, and that's really my heart. I, there's a couple things I'm good at. I come from a long line of of, uh, of sort of actors and musicians and fighters. That's kind of my lineage, and those are the three things I'm pretty good at. I was going to be a professional fighter until huh. I met my wife at 17. I realized, I think I just want to make babies with you. You've made yeah. a number of wise choices. Choice. <laughs> if you've just joined us, folks, this is Prison Transformation Radio, speaking to Jeremy Darling with the thesalvageproject.org. And just such a pleasure to, last week we had on the show the Salvation Army Correctional Services, chaplains mm-hmm. John Oltine and Charles Barry. They're talking about the work they're doing in prison. Right, right. And you can listen to that podcast, by the way, at am980.com. Yeah. But Pastor Dwight, you're in prison all the time. I mean, most of the guests that we've had yes. on the show are doing some form of prison ministry. And just God bless you, Jeremy, you're providing the melody. Thank you, brother. There's a lot yes. of lyrics, but you know yes. the power of, of a melody that can carry the gospel. And oh, my Lord. And it's unbelievable. Music. music is the universal language, yeah. yep. um, and without a doubt. And, uh, and I can go to any age group, um, any, any race, and find um, the connection to music. It's unbelievable. Often, the, you know, I'll have, I'll have guys, young African American men, seem to be resp- responding the most with the most enthusiasm to songs that I didn't think they would like or a style of music hmm. I didn't think they would like. So it's, it's helped me with my own maybe in, 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 inbred uh, stereotypes about how people, what, what things people might like from certain cultures. Music just sort of transcends all those barriers, even language barriers. It's unbelievable. But ultimately, it's the love of Jesus. Yep. Yeah. It's not yep. just music. It's one, it's a, that's a vehicle. Uh, but it's, it's the love of, of Jesus. And so when we're there, it's a great way to open up their hearts, and I try and just address a few things. Um, pain, if you can't address pain, they're not interested in hearing that God loves them, because they've been mm-hmm. praying to God for a long time, and they think God's never answered their prayers. Yeah. Right. And they prayed for the abuse to stop, and it never did. So you right. got to address the, the problem of pain, and to do that, we go back to the garden. God gave us choice in the garden so that we could know real love. He had to give us a choice to not know that love. That's how love operates, and that's why there's pain, and God has been weeping all these centuries, watching this creation he loves as we tear each other apart. Yeah helping them understand that side of God, that heart of God that we see in Jesus. Jesus wept. Jesus was a man of mm. sorrows, acquainted with suffering. Trying to help describe what love really is, what love really looks like, and then ultimately that there's a difference between religion and, and Christianity. Religion tells us, I do, I obey, therefore my God or gods or goddesses love me. And Christ is something very different. There's nothing you can do to save yourself, and there's no sin so great you could forever lock yourself out of hell. Amen, Amen. Pastor. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jeremy, we're almost we're almost out of time. And music is powerful; it can heal the soul, and it really touches people's souls. If people want to get involved, you might you might need extra help, right, with musicians or maybe different things. I do. I need so much. (laughs) I need a lot of help. They can contact you through the website. Then the Salvage Project Project. dot org is a great way to get a hold of me. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Is there anything else you want to say in just the last couple of seconds, and then we want to ask you to close us out in prayer? Oh, just that I'm thrilled to be partnering with you guys, and, and, and so appreciative you let me call from uh, from South Dakota here on the, on the road, working for Jesus, um, to have this conversation. This has been the worst year of my life, and um, and some of the greatest joys have come really mm-hmm. in, in ministry and, and how God has continued to, to use me in spite of um, all the hardships going on around me. So I'm just thankful to get to talk to you guys today. You've been a really bright spot in my day. You have blessed us, Jeremy. Yes, that's a blessing. So close us out in prayer, Jeremy, and uh, we'll be praying for you, for your family, and your ministry. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Heavenly Father, just so so grateful, Lord, that you would take such weak vessels, weak and fragile vessels, and, and, uh, and use us, God, 
and let us do the things that we love. Um, and now the day goes by, Lord, I'm not just thankful that I get to do something I'm good at and something that advances the kingdom and, and the gospel. So thank you, God, for um, for letting me do this and for letting us just partner together and and uh, and celebrate the work that you're doing. We just pray, God, for um, a revival across this land. I know I'm talking to so many uh, prison evangelists, we really believe that's happening behind the prison walls. Yes. And uh, in my heart of hearts, God, I want to see these men and women get out of prison mm-hmm. and start churches and, and lead mm-hmm. church groups and house groups and, yes. and begin advancing the gospel. And I just ask for grace today, Lord, that uh, these men in the jails we're going to next would see the light. Um, these Lakota men would see the light and would embrace you as their Savior, that the women tonight we get to see again and reunite with from our time five weeks ago that that they just find great encouragement tonight. The ones that don't know you would come to know you tonight. And uh, God, I just pray for Dwight and Jim, Lord, you just Amen. blessing their work. Um, Amen. And, uh, and opening up these doors and these Amen, opportunities Lord. for them.